This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. It is Monday, November 11th. And my name is Jessica, and I have a special guest co-host named Paige. <laughs> it's Paige. Paige is here. Paige and Jessica. It's a sisterhood takeover yes. on Morning Breath this morning, and we are glad to be here. Morning Breath is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and um, like I said, it's our drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day or jumpstart whatever part of your day that you yeah. are listening to this, because now in the age of podcast and, you know, how many people actually listen to it live? Right. If you're live, hey. Thanks for listening live. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening wherever you are listening. You can find out more about Morning Breath by going to our website at eccc.us. We have a podcast there. You can listen mm-hmm. to past episodes, um, or you can call our church office at 321-452-1060 to get a Morning Breath guide sent to you via mail or email. What's that? I know. <laughs> Which one? Email or mail? No, I have mail. plenty of emails. I kind of want to do it just to get some mail. I yeah. like getting mail that's not a bill or whatever it's true. else. It's so true. true. Adulting. Yeah. So tell tell the people what else we have coming up here. Uh, two things at the Cocoa Campus. Actually. Yeah. So we have a fall festival happening at the Cocoa Campus this Saturday, November 16th from 12 to 4 p.m. Cool. Going to be a good time to just celebrate fall the best way us Floridians know how. And I, by heard, sweating. I heard that fall <laughs> is coming on November 13th. Oh. Down to like the 60s. Oh. But on, just that, that day, day only. <laughs> so by so, the 16th, it may not be fall anymore. Bring but. out your, your beanies and your boots and your sweaters on 13th, but also come out on the 16th to That's the right. fall festival That's right. to celebrate. And we have a grief share seminar happening um, this Sunday, November 17th from 3 to 5 p.m. Also out at the Coco campus. That's awesome. And I've heard great stuff about grief share. It is uh, mainly focusing on, I think it's called surviving the holidays mm-hmm. this time. And so the holidays are fun, but they're also can be pretty tough for mm-hmm. people depending on what season of life you're in, what has gone on in the past year. And so we want to make that available to anyone who needs it. And it'll be a great turnout there. Yeah. Any more information, again, you can go to our to our website, eccc.us, or our app is pretty amazing. Yeah. You can download that and mm-hmm. it has everything there. So we are reading First Corinthians Chapter one, we're starting First Corinthians, yes, which is such a good book of the Bible. It is a letter written to the people in Corinth by Paul. And so we are going to start out with First Corinthians chapter one. I am reading first, correct? Yes, you are. And I'm reading through verse 15. So Jessica, I say unto you, read, ma'am. I'm so glad you do that because I don't like to do that part. So this <laughs> works out really well for me. Okay. First Corinthians chapter one. Paul called as an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified, set apart, made holy in Christ Jesus, who are selected and called as saints, God's people, together with all those who in every place call on and honor the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always for you because of the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus, so that in everything you were exceedingly enriched in him in all speech, empowered by the spiritual gifts and in all knowledge with insight into the faith. In this way, our testimony about Christ was confirmed and established in you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift which comes from the Holy Spirit, as you eagerly wait with confident trust for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ when he returns. And he will also confirm you to the end, keeping you strong and free of any accusation, so that you will be blameless and beyond reproach in the day of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. 
He is reliable, trustworthy, and ever true to his promise. He can be depended on. And through him, you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. But I urge you believers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in full agreement in what you say, and that there be no divisions or factions among you, but that you be perfectly united in your way of thinking and in your judgment about matters of the faith. For I've been informed about you, my brothers and sisters, by those of Chloe's household, that there are quarrels and factions among you. Now I mean this, that each one of you says, I am a disciple of Paul, or I am a a disciple of Apollos, or I am a disciple of Cephas, Peter, or I am a disciple of Christ. Has Christ been divided into different parts? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized into the name of Paul? Certainly not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Crispus and Gaius, so that no one would say that you were baptized into my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross be emptied of its power. For the message of the cross is foolish. For the message of cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who have been saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made the foolish, foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews in the foolishness of the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were noble of birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that were not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Amen. There's a lot in yeah. that small little chapter. Mm-hmm. Did you have some place that you wanted to jump off of, or shall I? Um, you can start us off there. Okay, so what I wanted to do was share my soap. And so sometimes on Morning Breath, I like to share how I read my Bible, which is using an acronym called SOAP. And SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And this is a way that I discovered how to read my Bible five or six years ago. And I've been doing it ever since, and it has really revolutionized how I read and what I get out of my reading. And so all you do is you read one chapter, and you can follow along with Morning Breath. We're always reading one chapter. And then out of that chapter, you're going to kind of go into it asking God, what is one verse that can pop out to me? And so typically there's several verses that kind of stand out to me, and I I take note of them in my head, or I'll put a little dot in my Bible next to them, and then I'll narrow in and zero in on one verse. And so the verse that I zeroed in on in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 was verse 8, and it says, He will also confirm you to the end, keeping you strong and free of any accusation, Mm. so that you will be blameless and beyond 
reproach in the day of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's my S. That's my scripture. And then O stands for observation. And so the observation that I made just from reading the scripture, not doing any research or anything, was I wrote this. It says, it is God that keeps me strong and free by his grace alone. It's Mm -hmm. my job to stay close to him. And it's his job to strengthen me, confirm me and protect me and my reputation. Wow. And then my application. So you then pray and God, what is the personal application that I can take from this one verse for this very day. And so when I wrote this, it was my application is simple. It's just stay close to God. Let him fight my battles and silence the accuser, which I wrote dash the enemy. Rely on his strength because that is what is made perfect in my weakness. And then P stands for prayer. And I always write out my prayers um, when I have the time because I love looking back and seeing the things that I've prayed for and seeing God answer them. Yeah. And seeing the things that maybe like a month ago I was concerned about and I look back and I'm like, that's not even an issue anymore. So my prayer for this particular verse was, Lord, thank you for fighting for me, for silencing the accuser and for freeing me of the need to protect myself because I can trust you. Wow. In Jesus name. Amen. That's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you got all of that just for one of the one verse scriptures. Yeah. 31 that are in here. Yep. That's That's, awesome. Yes. I also love verse nine. If we want to jump off there. and I I know you will, too. God is faithful. Mm -hmm. And I love the translation that I'm reading. It's the amplified. And so it takes word. I know it's very, very lengthy (laughs) and long. You're probably like, what? How many (laughs) words is she reading? Um, So it takes the word faithful, for instance, and then it puts in brackets. It says he is reliable, trustworthy and ever true to his promise. He can be dependent. On. Mm. And so I feel like reading the Amplified Translation actually is like reading a Bible mm-hmm. study because it's giving you so much more than just God is faithful. Yeah. And then at the end of the verse, it says, through him, you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So maybe let's start with what is a way that God has been faithful to you this year, 2019? Wow. Uh, so many ways. Um, I... One thing is with my sister right now, she's been going through some medical things Mm -hmm. and kind of just dealing and we've haven't had answers and we haven't had and it's been pretty scary, like Mm -hmm. really serious, like ER visits multiple times, you know. Um, And so my family has been standing firm on the the word of God that says she's healed and whole in the name of Jesus. And um, she hasn't had uh, an episode. She's actually been having seizures Mm -hmm. for almost two months now, which is just awesome. And we're actually finally getting answers and like doctors are realizing it's not serious and Mm -hmm. it's treatable and it's like things and so like going from like terrified to like you go the worst thoughts when you get a call it to a show and you're like your sister's in the ER you're like what was the last thing I said to her and like the enemy immediately wants to put fear in your Mm -hmm. in your life and the first scripture that came to my mind was like no weapon formed against my sister is going to prosper in the name of Jesus and so and it's cool because multiple people have come up and shared that scripture with Mm -hmm. me over the situation and so he's just been faithful to to give peace to my family and healing yeah and so it's just cool to see that's so cool. And that's just one thing out yeah. of, I mean, if we really stop and think about all the things, I mean, we woke up this morning yep. and we're breathing right mm-hmm. now. I mean, God is faithful, you mm-hmm. know, and we really start to think about it. My thought when I read this was um, I went back to the Flourish Conference, mm. which is hasn't even been, well, right now it's been a month, yeah. you know, since Flourish happened, wow. Flourish Women's Conference. I know it feels like, crazy. it feels like it's been a year in a way. And then it feels like just yesterday, yeah. just because it was so much work leading up to it. And I just think about all the things that God had me refine personally, but also in the conference. So like the schedule is something that I had to refine so many times. And in past conferences, when we've done sisterhood conferences, it's been like plan the schedule. It's there. We plan it six months out Mm -hmm. or more and it stays the same. But I just kept having this like unrest in me Mm -hmm. and not like anxiety, but just like it's not done yet. It's not ready yet. You can't finalize it yet. And now to be on the other side of it and see 
what God did at Flourish and see the opportunities that you and I actually both had to share testimonies Mm -hmm. in it. And all of those things kind of happening so last minute. Yeah. It's like, wow, God, you're faithful and you're faithful to speak, but we have to be faithful to wait on his voice. Mm. We have to be faithful to know that he is going to speak and trust him. Yeah. Because when it says God is faithful, it says he is reliable and trustworthy and ever true to his promise. And so no matter how I wanted to like get ahead of him mm-hmm. almost, if I, I just had to stop and wait yeah. and make people other people wait. And it was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But I just knew I, I know what peace feels like. And I know that peace is a person, Jesus. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so I just had to stand fast and just know, like, hey, God's going to God's gonna get it right on mm-hmm. time. So I just think about that when yeah. I think about his faithfulness. Yeah, it's been a that kind of thing. Like, the timing of God has mm-hmm. been, like, a huge learning curve for me this year is, like, literally just waiting for his timing because it's so different from oh, yeah. what my timing <laughs> is. And I just love, like, that you shared that about Flourish because I think you said your message didn't come. Like, you didn't oh actually confirm what you were going to preach on until, yeah. like, a few days prior. Yes. Because you kept planning. You're like, no, I don't like this. And then you lost your message. Oh, and yeah. And you found it. And you're like, I don't want this. It was it was pretty intense um, moment of trusting God because I, I'm not a naturally like born speaker. I don't speak often. Yeah. And so this was a big deal for me. And I really wanted to have it done because there's so many other details that have to right. be done the week of. And then I was incredibly sick as well the week before. And so it was just all of these things piling up. And I'm like, God, could you just give me the end of my message? And yeah. then, of course, like... Like I had a dream and the interpretation came for the dream, like the week of the conference, yeah, which was so crazy. the ending of my message. Yeah. And so looking back, I'm like, could I just not in the future? Just wait. Just wait and yeah. trust God and yeah. know that he is going to provide. And so that is the the waiting game. And like you said, the timing of God is yeah. so different from ours. So Yeah. And your message was just so powerful. Thanks. So thanks, thanks for God. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe uh, being forced to wait. My pleasure. <laughs> Uh, yes. What else jumped out to you in this um, chapter? So I kind of want to talk about like the division within the church yes. and how he talks about wanting unity. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a couple verses that kind of describe it. And 12, it talks about um, how he was reported that there's division in the church. And he says, does one of you say I follow Paul? Another say I follow Apollos and the other say I follow Peter and still another I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And so he later on says, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified yeah, for you? I love that. So verse. I just love the bluntness in <laughs> yes. it. He's like, who are you following? Right. Like, man or God? Like, is he a different person? Like, is there many outlets to him? And he's like, no, there's one God that yeah. we should be following. Um, and then it talks about like what happens in the unity of Christ. And like once we're unified and following the right vision, like it's just easier. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of form that towards like my career Mm -hmm. um and like i work in ministry so thankfully we hopefully all have the same vision yeah is to bring more people into the kingdom but there's little things that happen that you can just feel the distraction because maybe me and my coworker like disagreed on something Mm -hmm. about how we wanted to get something done but at the end of the day if we're following the same vision we can disagree and still move forward yeah but if our vision is clouded and we're starting to follow maybe our own our own will Mm -hmm. and our own desires, there's going to be huge turmoil and like strife in that. Yeah. 
And so it kind of just reminded me and like I try to write down like remember the vision. Mm -hmm. And so like we have our One Soul Network emails come out every Thursday and sometimes we'll celebrate like salvations from the weekend or total salvations of the year. And so I try to write that number down and put it somewhere like where I'm looking. So I'd be like, okay, this is why I'm doing anything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so it is the vision like that is what we're doing anything for is to bring more souls into the kingdom to Mm -hmm. glorify Christ in doing that. Um, And so I just love how blunt Paul is. It's like, was that Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in my name? No. (laughs) I love that too. He's the one talking and he's like, were you baptized? And then it was Paul crucified, like in the third person, like was Paige crucified for you? Like if you were saying that, it's hilarious. I love that too. I love the bluntness as well. And I loved verse 10, which started to talk about, I urge you believers by the name of our Lord Jesus to be in full agreement in Mm -hmm. what you say, no divisions or factions among you. And I think the enemy, I know the enemy uses division to try to literally die means two vision to give Mm -hmm. two visions and so that people are not walking forward in unity Mm -hmm. towards the same Mm -hmm. goal and what the enemy how the enemy uses that is then these two people or whatever are fighting or trying to get their own way or trying to just move towards a different vision maybe it's just not focused you know and then the enemy is sitting there watching them fight against each other instead of him Mm -hmm. who's the real enemy you know when Matt and I do uh, couples counseling with people I'm watching these two people who really love each other and love the Lord fighting against each other. And recently I told a couple, I said, you guys are sitting here fighting against each other and the enemy's literally sitting over here watching you fight one another and thinking, wow, look how great I did Mm. dividing them. Look how great I'm doing distracting them from me who I'm the real enemy, you know? And so I think when we think about that, we're like, oh, let's figure out who our real enemy is. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. That's Mm. who we're fighting against. But we can so, that's not tangible. Mm -hmm. And so we can so often get our mind um, on who is right in front of us, mm-hmm. you know, instead of really thinking, who is really who is really fighting against me right yeah. now? The enemy, because he doesn't want us to be in unity. That's the yeah. one thing he doesn't want us to be for sure. Um, I also wanted to talk about who are we following? Um, I think in this day and age, especially with social media, we have famous preachers. Yeah. Now, this may not have been a thing. Well, actually, it is a thing. They were saying Paul yeah. and Peter mm-hmm. and who are you following? And Apollos and I'm a disciple of him. Well, I'm a disciple of him. So I guess it's there's nothing new under yep. the sun, right? <laughs> it's just maybe more in our face because of yeah. Instagram and all these things. But I think it's so important that we always remember who are we actually following because these are humans. We are humans as people in ministry, um, pastors and speakers and apostles and all these things. So I just think of this, there's this church um, in Fort Lauderdale, and I think it was maybe five, six, seven years ago, their pastor uh, made a mistake. I don't even know to this day what it was, but it was enough to where he was removed from ministry. Mm. And I know people personally who really struggled with their walk with Jesus after that happened. And it really... I really had to like look them in the face and say, why does this bother you so much? Yes, it bothers you because you looked up to them, but that should be where that stops. Mm -hmm. Like your relationship with Jesus should not be affected by this at all. If anything, you should realize how fallible man is and look to God and be like, man, no one is righteous. No, Mm -hmm. not one. And it should, in my opinion, make you realize like how much more we need Jesus and how we each need Jesus. And we don't need to put people on a pedestal. Yeah. So... Just my little, my yeah. little soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you're talking about um, the real enemy, it reminded me of the movie The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. And so the second movie, Catching Fire, there's this moment with the main character, Katniss, uh-huh. where the gamekeepers, so the, the point of the game is like 
there's teenagers killing each other. It's yeah. pretty, pretty gruesome. <laughs> we don't um, recommend this. Yes. No. <laughs> but Katniss has this moment where this guy says, remember who the real enemy is? Mm. And she makes a decision to not fight her, her peers. Yeah. And to fight who the real enemy was, which was this man who was very bad. Yeah. And so I just love that practical moment where it's like, who are you? Are you actually fighting against your peers and letting the enemy just watch like the gamekeeper was watching this yeah. happen? Or are you going to turn around, look him in the eyes and say, no, I'm fighting you. And wow. so are all of us. And so it's kind of just like a cool picture. Like that's exactly what I saw when you were saying that. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, how old were you when the Hunger Games came out? I read all the books and okay. I watched all the movies. All right. I, I was like, of age. Like you're a little young. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably like 16. Okay. Not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually was so judgmental about those movies. And then Matt's like, you just have to watch them because it's, I'm like, it's teenagers killing yeah. teenagers. But actually but was, there was so much incredible. Deep. Yes, very mm-hmm. deep. Very makes you think of the state of the human condition mm-hmm. and what lengths people will go yep. to if they don't have yep. Jesus. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, I loved verse 27 through 29. And I'm just going to read it again to refresh our memories. But God has selected for his purpose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, revealing their ignorance. And God has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, revealing their frailty. God has selected for his purpose the insignificant things of the world and the things that are despised and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, so that he might reduce to nothing the things that are, so that no one may be able to boast in the presence Mm -hmm. of God. And I just, in my Bible, it's a Joyce Meyer Amplified Bible, and so she has a ton of commentary in here. And I love that she wrote something about... um, she basically, I'm just going to read what she said. She said, God works through imperfect people or what I often call jars of clay or cracked pots. <laughs> this means we're all flawed. So when people look at us and see amazing things happening, they know God must be at work because without him, we certainly could not achieve or accomplish what we do. And I just think of my personal journey of um, just the fact that I even shared a message on stage and just how if people really knew me or knew me five years ago, they would know that that is God, mm-hmm. like a thousand percent. That was not something that I wanted to do or even want to do, but it's a walk of obedience because, like I said earlier, I know the voice of God and yeah. peace, and I know that he's given me something to share. And so it's all I can do to just be obedient and trust that he is working through me. And so I try not to hide or act like I'm an eloquent speaker because I want people to know that this is God. Like this is the grace of God working in me. And it's just me being obedient and open-handed and surrendered to him. And the image of that clay pot, when a clay pot is perfect and there's uh, say a candle inside, but there's a lid on it, you can't see any light from it. But when a clay pot is cracked and there's blemishes and there's a light in it, the light actually pours out Mm -hmm. through the cracks. And so it's God revealing his story or revealing his glory through our story and our imperfections is what really brings people to him. Yeah. And I think about you, you shared at Flourish mm-hmm. a story about um, your past and some things that you struggled with and you were so open and honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people were touched by that. And if you want to see any of the messages from Flourish or the the panel that Paige was on sharing her testimony or testimony that I shared with my mom, um, you can go on our YouTube page, mm-hmm. search East Coast Christian Center on YouTube and all the Flourish messages are there. But how did you 
how did you get to the place where you felt okay to share so openly? Wow. Um, it was not like a, I didn't think I was going to do that. <laughs> I remember just having coffee with you and you're like, yeah, I need, I'm looking for people to share their testimonies. And then somebody in my <laughs> head said, why don't you say I can share mine? And that was Jesus. <laughs> yes. And so I had never thought like that I would sit on that stage and share that in front of so many people yeah. um, and be so open and vulnerable and with a very intimate part oh, yeah. of my life and who I'd only share with four people before for that and now I'm sharing with over 450 people and it was truly just Jesus and like walking off that stage and being able to pray with girls and hear like their stories Mm -hmm. and like being so honored that they felt like okay sharing that with me that's I just that's how I knew like God was 100% wanting me to do this in this timing and and finally be open because it's through the the word of our testimony you know that we we overcome yes and like and we can encounter other people and help them owner overcome and mm-hmm. like it's just it was just so powerful to be a part of yeah. and like to be used by God in that way you yeah. know it's humbling and I'm so proud of you for doing that and thankful that you did and yeah. I know that it's just the beginning of how God is going to use that story in other people's lives so if you're intrigued I hope you are go to <laughs> our YouTube page and watch what we're talking about yeah. right now we're going to take a break and we will be right back you are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Commercial Real Estate Services. Scott Langston, senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying, investing, or leasing commercial property. Scott Langston, 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Now go out there and make it a great day. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back. You are with Jessica and Paige. We're reading 1 Corinthians here on Morning Breath. And we're just going to dig into it. Um, I kind of just want to talk about how, um, like, when Paul talks about, like, he uses the wa- or the weak and uses the the foolish the things foolish, to confound the wise yes. and yeah and so i just think that's super important to remember and to grasp that god's going to use you in every single season of your life whether you feel like you're not equipped or you're not worthy or you're useless or you just can't like you're just i'm not smart enough or i don't have the right words mm-hmm. or like i'm not the best or i'm not like that god doesn't waste a single person he doesn't waste a single season yeah. um and he uses you in moments that you don't feel that you can be used right um and because we get to boast in jesus in that because we get to bring him more glory in that and in the end of this chapter it just says let no one who boasts let the one who boasts boast in the lord that's right and that's what we're called to do in every single season jesus did it jesus did it he gets the glory that's right he gets the honor yep that's right love doing morning breath with you and we love you guys hope you have a great day and we will see you tomorrow Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.